0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more
1: shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. Devastation on the Nation 2020, featuring Rotting Christ, Borknagar, Wolfheart, Abigail Williams, and Imperial Triumphant, starts next Thursday in Berkeley, California. I am so stoked that Devastation on the Nation 2020 is finally here. I have been talking about it for quite a while. This is a tour that you do not want to miss. If you do not have your tickets to the Devastation on the Nation show and you want to go, you better pick it up soon because more shows are close to selling out. More shows are going to sell out. You should absolutely pick up your tickets via the link in the description of this podcast or you could simply go to MetalFestivalTours.com. Devastation on the Nation 2020 is proudly brought to you by Metal Festival Tours, Continental Touring, and the Vox and Hops podcast. Trust me, this is a tour that you do not want to miss. Also coming up next week, we have the very first Vox and Hops Devastation on the Nation craft beer party, which is happening in Vancouver, B.C. at Jack Loeb's Neighborhood Dive. This is a pre-show party. It starts at 4 p.m. It runs till 7 p.m. You should go there, get properly prepared for this year's Devastation on the Nation by drinking some craft beer alongside other Vox and Hop's heads, some of the Devastation on the Nation crew and band members. You should all go out, be together, enjoy life, metal, and craft beer before Devastation on the Nation at the Rickshaw Theater. I wish I could be there, but sadly I can't. But trust me, I will be celebrating. Well, alongside all of you Vox and Hobbseds, back home here in Montreal, I am super stoked. I'm also super proud to announce that to coincide with Cryptopsy's performance at this year's Manitoba Metal Fest, which is taking place on April 17th and April 18th in Winnipeg, Manitoba, I have a very special announcement the Thursday before on April 16th. I will be in Winnipeg, and I am hosting another live Vox & Hops interview with Sam Policelli, better known as Samus, from his very popular metal and comedy YouTube channel. I am super stoked about this event. It is happening at Sukrum's Brewing Company. Everyone that's going to the Manitoba Metal Fest in winnipeg you come out early you come there on the thursday you come to the pre-fest party at Sukrum's, and you watch me interview samus i'm super stoked about this i'm so happy that it worked out huge shout out to Corey thomas for helping me hook this up much love and respect brother i'm super stoked about this
0: hi this is enrico
1: from hideous divinity and you're listening to box and ops hey thank you so so much enrico I had such a great chat with Enrico the other day when they came through town alongside Vader, Abysmal Dawn, and Vitriol. So great to sit down with a fellow vocalist that really knows what he's doing, the whole science behind the vocals. I can't wait to share this episode with you. It is coming up next week. I'm super stoked about it. On today's episode, I'm with Sean Hines of Ingested. Here it is, Vox and Hops, episode number 116. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up everybody? Today I'm with Sean Hines from Ingested. And you are completing my Ingested trifecta. You are the final member of Ingested. I have got you all. I'm super stoked. Good to be here. Yes.
0: You gotta catch them all. You gotta catch them all. The latest. And the Why did I keep you for last is the question. That is because it's me. Look at me. <laughs> I'm Genius.
1: Uh, let's just start right at the beginning. Uh, I want to hear your version of a story that Sam told me. Oh, the skateboarding outside the house story. What
0: is your side of that story? How you met him? Um, it depends which one he's talking about specifically. I mean, I remember the first time I saw him, he was skateboarding outside my house. I remember looking out the window and thinking, he's this little dickhead. Do you know what I mean? Um, That's the first time I've seen him. I don't particularly remember the first time I spoke to him. But that's definitely the first time I saw him and I thought, I'll use this kid on this skateboard. I'll show him type thing going on. Because you want it to be just as good or better? I don't know. I (laughs) I feel like what I thought back then is now what I still think now. We're always kind (laughs) of like, oh, come on, it's him. You always get better. It's It's like a brotherly thing. It's like my little brother. You have a band of original members. Yes. Well, yeah. We've lost we, some weight, but, you know. We...
1: Can we touch on that? Yeah, sure. Because I touched on it in the previous episode and I edited it out. Why? I didn't know if I could, so... Oh, okay. I always... For everyone listening at home, I always edit my podcasts to shine the best light on my guests because <laughs> they are my brothers and yeah. I love them. Let's touch on the fact that you are touring without a basis right now.
0: Yeah, and since June, so it's been a while. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Jay saw it coming, apparently. Um, he turned and said to me, I don't think he's going to do it much longer. We were basically setting up for our visas for the Spies Icom tour, and um, he basically just texted through and said, uh, when is it, how long is it? And we said, this, this, and this, and he said, don't get it for me. Um, I don't want another year's m- more commitment in the band. And we're like, um, all right, <laughs> cool. And he just said he needed, needed to work, he needed to make more money. Obviously touring's brutal. You don't make much money. And um, that was it. He, he stuck around for two tours and then the crypto tour was one of the last ones. And then there was one afterwards and then that was it. But I mean, if you we, remember... We toured in May. Was it May? Yeah. yeah. But then we had one... Afterwards, you know like a festival run. Yeah, yeah, there was a festival run, but I mean, even on the tour we did with you guys, like he was no nowhere to be seen. Like, he was very quiet. He did did the show straight upstairs into the bunk, and that was it. So, I mean, I just think he's done with the whole thing, which it's fair enough.
1: You you can you can if, as long as they're honest and yeah.
0: upfront, you, you can never get mad at it. Not everyone's built for it. You deal. guys went.
1: You've been going so hard. You yeah. guys quit all your your day jobs. Yeah, yeah, you are doing the band as your job now. Yeah. What is your
0: side of that? How do you feel about that? I, it's demoralizing and exciting at the same time. I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I got used to. I got used to the paychecks from a normal job, which was nice. But doing this kind of, I like doing it. Obviously, it's, just, it's just one of the main things I I consider I'm good at. So, why would you not pursue that and try and make it a make it a job? But you know it gets tough it gets tough, because especially with the way the band goes, it always feels like a slow pro- progression for us, and it's like baby steps like we were saying before it's just it's we need a little bit more of a you know a bit of a boost to, to make it feel more comfortable whereas i mean it is getting better i mean we we're getting there, things are getting better slowly, but you know we'll see we'll see how the next album goes, and then hopefully. I don't have to get my attitude off by my girlfriend about how much little money I'm bringing home. So, what what are some of the limitations holding Ingested back? Do you think? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's limitations. I just I don't know. It could be many things. We've never been a hype band, so I guess that could be part and parcel of it. You know, you'll see a band that's been going two years and just you know explode for no reason, which may be warranted or morted. Who knows? But a band like us, we've always been that kind of grind it out, slow builder, unfortunately. But it's the way it is. Now you're touring the States as a headliner. Yep. How does that feel? Um like a lot of responsibility to be honest. Because <laughs> it's like if the you know the package is strong and stuff but if the turnouts suck, you're know, like it's our fault. <laughs> no one's coming because of us. You know what I mean? I, um, I
1: always feel the same when I'm a headliner. Yeah, it it's your name that's going to be in the promoter's mind if he's exactly.
0: losing money at the end of the exactly. night to pay you out. But the the European side of it, because you know we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary of our first album. That side was great, you know. So we came came into this run with some sort of confidence going on. I mean, yesterday was fine. The day before was fine. You know. We'll see. Montreal
1: never disappoints. It's going to be a good night. Yeah. We were just delivered a beautiful beer. We are at Le Saint-Buc, Brasserie Artisanale, one of my favorite places in Montreal to come drink some craft beer. If you are downtown looking for some craft beer, you should absolutely come here. They, I asked you, what style of beer do you want? I want something fruity.
0: Yep. And then I have this. You spoke yeah. French. I don't know what it is, but I'm going <laughs> to drink it anyway. It is
1: their Saison
0: Rouge. It is a
1: red Saison-style beer. It clocks in at a nice level 5%. Let's see what it's got. Cheers.
0: It's good. Nice. It's almost a little bit floral. Smooth. It's clean. Tastes good to me, but again, I don't have the palate for it. So whatever. You know that I'm a craft beer enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Hence the podcast. I've heard you say it once or twice. <laughs> Are you a craft beer enthusiast? Uh, not particularly, no. But I've got nothing against it. I've got nothing against any alcohol. That's the problem. I just haven't developed a uh, a, 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 a taste for it.
1: Let's touch on that. Let's touch on uh, ingested likes to party. We, yeah, in, it has been been known in in the past that you guys are a tight-knit group been together for so many years 12 years probably 13 at this point Uh, I think we're 14 this year unbelievable maybe yeah 14 there's been some nights of of overindulgence on all your parts yes but take me back to your first beer
0: Wow that is a tough one. I, me- I remember a story my me- my dad told me. I think the first alcohol drink I ever had was brandy. Really? Yeah. Um, obviously, when I, was a- when I was a kid, Father Christmas you put out, you know, a carrot for Rudolph and a, and a drink for the uh, for Santa Claus. Apparently, I just necked it. I was like three <laughs> or four years old. So apparently, that's the first thing I ever drank was brandy. Um, as far as beer goes it would have been because my auntie owned a lot of pubs so she was around the country you know opening uh, pubs and owning pubs and stuff so it would have been something completely normal like a, a pint of fosters or a swallowing them lines something Just very 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 british very british very, hand-pumped. Very normal, very yeah. bland.
1: let's talk about the writing process for ingestion yes when i spoke to sam he told me that you handle all the tracking how do you feel about that decision? Um, How did that conversation
0: go down? Was it an easy one? Yeah, of course it is. We've been we've done this process so many times now, doing the same thing. You, you learn what's good and what's not good to do. Um, I mean, I remember when we did um, our third album, The Architect of Extinction, and um, when we were tracking the guitars, you know, we I'd go in and do my stuff, he'd do his stuff, and I remember. I produced at the time shown as the take count, and his are at least double to mine. And at that, because it's nothing against his playing, because he's a great player, but he just gets a bit flustered in the studio. And you know, um, to be fair, it's you know, it's one of those sort of environments that are quite difficult at times, especially when at that time would be we would have like twelve days to do the, the record, and then it's like, so you got to get it done. Um, so I've just always been a comfortable guy at tracking, so. Eventually, it came to the point where we realized we didn't have to do the guitars in the studio We could go home and do it and the natural choice would be for him to record because I know absolutely nothing about computers So he'd track me and I'd just play and that's it. It's almost like you guys are like a doer that were meant to be together It seems that way. Yeah, I'd say so. Just imagine that he didn't move onto your street, you know How would you guys have met? Jesus, I don't know. I don't think I'd be doing music. Really? I mean maybe in a small capacity but not to what it is now because my, my brother's a, a, a guitar teacher and so I was having this conversation today actually with someone where someone asked me how long I've been playing for and I've been playing since I was 15 whereas my brother was like 8 years old um, I just had no interest but I met Sam um, he was playing guitar and my brother was playing guitar so I was just kind of like oh, I'll, I'll try and play some bass and we'll do something and it's kind of the way it went I ev- eventually stuck at it sucked for a long, long time. I mean, I don't think I'm particularly that good now, but I just stuck with it and then we developed what we did, which is playing Death Metal. That friendly competition, is it something that, it's something that's stuck between you guys? I mean, it was there, it was there at the start, I guess. He was always, because he had lessons and stuff, and I always remember he could do a lot more chords and stuff, and he's, he's got a lot more theory than I have anyway, and so I was always behind with that, but I'd end up like, learning things quicker than him like little things like learn how to pinch harmonic and just I just I started picking up little techniques like that where he'd be like oh oh you're you're getting good you do you know what I mean like and then eventually you just develop your own style I I think a lot of it and they'd say it uh, there's a lot a lot of it to do with OCD with me where it's like it's got to be like this it's got to be this way and then I eventually got good and this is this is what it is now this is what you hear (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> With a pinch armic every now and then. Your
1: <laughs> Your 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 brother. Yes. Older than you. Yeah, eighteen months. How does he feel about what you've done? Him being a guitar teacher, starting so much more before you. Yeah. How how did that go down that you got into a successful band and he hypothetically hasn't yet?
0: <laughs> Truth be told, he's not really Never really had that conversation I feel like I remember going seeing his bands play locally and um, you know it's one of those things I ended up finding my own lane um, I think there might be something in the back of his mind that's like oh no ways he managed to do this so I, I wanted to do the band thing and tour and all that sort of thing but it just didn't work out for him you know he did certain things he's he writes good music when he did. and He still kind of does it a bit now. He's slowing down a bit, but it's a completely different genre to what he was trying to do, you know? This is kind of like indie rock and I want to be in a death metal band. I mean, the success the success he wanted against what I have is completely different. Our success isn't really measured that way. I mean, no, no, it's on a totally different level. Do you know what I mean? It's like, for him to be successful, it has to be stratospheric, whereas, you know, I'm in Montreal. That's pretty cool. I'm from, from Manchester. Do you know what I mean? And it's like... People ask you, oh, do you, do, you, do you play to big crowds and stuff like that? No, not really. It's, we don't really at all. But Depends what your perspective is. That's it. That's all it is. It is perspective. Um, I would say what I do... And what Ingested do, there's, there's a level of success there because we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. It's not We're not at the level of success where we're like, oh, great, I'm going to buy a car. But, you know, I <laughs> can at least look back. at if it, if it doesn't go any further than this, the band did find some sort of level of success. I mean, it's like, how many tours of America have we done now? Five or six? And we're headlining now and stuff. So it's like we've done something. And it's like you tick off these little boxes when you start in a band. And it's like I ended up ticking... Most of the boxes now, by this point. It's like, I remember getting an album going, I wish I wish I could have an album in H&V, which is the music store in, in the UK. Also you in the, Canada. Yeah, you yes. still got it here. Yeah. It was oh, big, no, it was closed, actually. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's dying out. It's where I, mean, I used to go buy my CDs. Yes. But 10 years ago, 12 years ago, our first album came out and it, it was sold in h and and I was like, oh, that's amazing. Unbelievable. I, made it. I unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I remember when we did that, we specifically put our band photo on the back of the CD so like, I could go in there and go, it's my face that. <laughs> and it's my face in H&V, do <laughs> you know what I mean? And weirdly enough, I, um, I got a Christmas time job at H&V and I ended up selling my own album to someone. You recommended was, it? No, the guy came up like, it, it's complete freak. Like it was Christmas time. It was busy. All the queues were taken, and this guy came up to me, came to my came to my till, and it took me a second to realise that what I had in my hand. I was like, "Oh no, these guys buy my album!" You're like- and I was like, hey. <laughs> I, went, I turned it around and I pointed it at my own face, and I went, "I know this guy," and he goes, "Do you?" <laughs> <laughs> that's so hilarious. I scanned it, put it in the bag, and gave it to him, and he walked off. But one of his mates behind him looked at me and went, "I went, yeah, that's that's me, that." <laughs> so yeah successful. Christian Donaldson worked at HMV for a long time. Did
1: he really? He really did. Yeah. Wow. How easy is that choice to go and keep coming back to Chris for the mixes? He gets Uh, better every time. Everyone at home, uh, Ingested, has been working with Christian Donaldson, the Cryptopsy guitarist, the producer from The Grid, Montreal.
0: And he has three times now mixed something for you guys? Let's work this out. No, because he remixed something too. EP. With It By No One Fair By All, he did that. That's the first thing he did. That was 2013. Really? Okay. He did... Architect was Extinction. He did Level of Human. And now he's done the new one. So it's our fourth fourth record with him, technically. How, is that, is it, how easy is that decision to just keep going back to him? Um, You end up working a certain way with someone once you get comfortable with them. It's easy because it's like... I remember when we did Level of Human, just the... The amount of work he put into it and the extra mile that he went, um, and it's like we—I we, w- I don't think he'd, he'd be mind me saying this—but I think we've both grown together, working together, and you know, step ups every time we do it. So, you know, he's the, the the product that he produces, and obviously we're all working within budget, and for us, it's, it's an ideal situation. Right, like he he do, gives us a good price for the for the work that he does, you know, and that's that's it. And his, his records get better. As you'll hear on the new album, because the, the production is monstrous. I, I know that he loves you guys and supports you guys fully. He's a huge fan. Uh, he pushed to have you on the tours that we were together. Yeah, it's great working with him. I, don't, I can't see he's going anywhere else. It's the, at this point in our careers, what's the point? Absolutely, yes. We both work well. Take me back to you as a child,
1: growing up in your house. Yep. What was the soundtrack to your youth? Good what question. music was playing
0: in your house when you weren't in control of choosing the music? Well, my dad has worked in radio all my life. That's true, yes. So there was a lot of records at my house, man. Like oh, maybe a thousand records. Like Motown records. It's just like a plethora of, of, all of, sorts of choices. Of <laughs> yeah, but I don't I don't I don't remember ever getting specifically attached to anything that he when my dad would play. Um you know, he'd, he'd play things, but I remember like some of the earliest things I remember liking was uh, Peter Gabriel. Maybe, probably because of the video, uh, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, I remember that. I remember liking that. I remember liking Michael Jackson. That was there. Those Same. That was a big deal going on. But he'd get he'd get sent all sorts of CDs from work, and they'd come through the house, and you just end up picking up stuff and checking it out. And I think he must have realised early on that. I was liking weirder stuff, like slightly different stuff. And my big love, my big, big love as a kid was The Prodigy. Oh, fuck yeah. And it just exploded. So, you know, me, me brother was like The Beatles... And I was a prodigy, like completely different, you know, opposite ends of the scale. Um, but as far as the metal thing goes, I mean, the prodigy is ex- extreme in its own way. So, oh, abso- absolutely. it was always going to go I down. the visuals and, too, exactly. And that video was yeah, yeah. disturbing. Yeah. It was always going down a certain avenue. And then it, and funny enough, that was the first show he ever took me to. It was a really? prodigy concert in 1994. What? Oh was, shit! I How old were you? Years yeah, ago. I wanted to say. Yeah, so yeah. it was pretty wild. But as far as metal goes, I remember. Taken up a CD. He had a, he had a couple of singles by a band called Clawfinger. Clawfinger? Clawfinger. No, yeah, no recollection. Europe. The single was called Pin Me Down. Um, White Ch- uh, White Zombie, Astro Creek 2000. That was in the house. Uh, Astro Creek 2000 by White White Zombie was there. And there was a, like a compilation CD that he got, a Koran compilation CD that he went, oh, you like this? So I put it on and it had like Machine Head on there. Biohazard um, Body Count And I guess that's Around 94 You could say That's early Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I started Like it Oh and the Beavis and Butthead The Beavis and Butthead experience All through your dad Yeah Well the, the CDs that were there Like and I like Beavis and Butthead as well And they play a lot of Metal music on the You know on the TV show and stuff, Of course so. Yes, yes So yeah early 90s was Metal The Prodigy took over Quite a lot of the youth But The metal stamp was still there having tour with you guys I know that you guys still listen to a lot of electronic music
1: yeah so it didn't go that far you know yeah. the prodigy is still stuck with you yeah absolutely at what point and what day is there gonna be like a meld and have a bit more electronic
0: elements in ingestion. in ingestion. I can't re- ever see that being a being a thing if I'm honest <laughs> I-, I like the honesty yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're a guitar band man that's the way it's always gonna be <laughs> you know what I mean Besides, I don't know, I wouldn't know how to incorporate that myself. The person who, if, if there was anyone who was going to incorporate that kind of side of things would be Sam, because he's a computer guy. That's I right. I strings with loads of distortion. How do you go about writing new music?
1: Where do the ideas come from? Is it the riff in your mind first, or does it always come from a
0: guitar? No, I don't. It'd be very, very rare occasion where I get a riff in my head. Okay, I mean, it would maybe be like a slam or a breakdown or something like that. But you just mess around. And My approach to writing songs these days has changed slightly. I think if you look back in our previous work, it's it's chaotic. There's a lot of riffs going on. You know, there's there's no straight line. It's just ferocious and just a million riffs in one. Whereas now, I um. I seem to find a, a certain motif, a certain key. If I like a certain riff, I'll try and write things that come off that so it at least sticks around the same thing. It's not, you know, doing left turns every every two seconds. Um, and I used to I used to time myself. I used to, like, see if we've got a certain amount of a song down. I'd go, oh it's, oh, it's three and a half minutes this. We need to wrap it up. You know, we kind of stick within a certain in a box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. limit Whereas, limit
1: yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Whereas now I'll I'll just let it do organically, and it's like I know the song's over, and then I'll, if it's five minutes, it's five minutes. If it's six minutes, whatever. That's cool. It's just the way it is. I feel like you guys got more adventurous on the yeah. the EP
1: that you guys put out. Yeah, I'm hoping that some of those elements stuck around. Yeah, on the new record.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, the EP the EP was a nice package of, its, of it, it, it it fits well together with its with the way it is um the new material you're definitely gonna hear that it's 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 catchier it's there's a lot of slower parts you know there's deep there's darker melodies still going on there's a lot you'll people who will like the EP will like what we've done you know there's still there's still those strong death metal elements that we've done before but you know you're gonna hear that slow dark melodic the you know things running through it you'll like it you guys tend to write the catchiest breakdowns. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what is the pressure like when you're coming to write a new record to top
0: a, a previous riff for a previous. I never look at it that way. There's always more. Yeah, I never look at it that way. I don't, I don't think, oh, we need, to, we need to top this breakdown. I just feel if a breakdown, if we put a breakdown in song, it's there for a reason. You yeah. know what I mean? We yeah, don't yeah. rely heavily on it. There'd be songs that'll stay, stay at 270 and won't have it in there. It's just the way it is. Um, but, you know, if we're going to put one in there, it's got to be there for a, for a reason. It's got to come in at the right point and it's got to mean something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you put in in four or five breakdowns in one song, it's what's the point? You know what I mean? It needs to come in like a sledgehammer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it for me, It all really. depends on the song. Never try and top it. There's no point. Let's touch on uh,
1: Juggernaut Brew Company making an ingested beer. Oh yeah. Huge shout out to Jason Stevenson, Vox and Hops alumni. The very first Vox and Hops Metal Brewer Talks. Nice guest. He's making you a brew. Let's talk about that. Apparently so, yeah.
0: Apparently so. You don't know what it is, do you? <laughs> I've seen the label. That's I know what what the label it. looks like. Tell, tell me what the label looks like. I know it's brown and it's got <laughs> and it's red. <laughs> <laughs> it's got. I've heard that it has cherries in it. And Cherry it, and almond, and I know it's nine percent. I've heard it's heavy, Yeah, I know it's nine percent. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got our logo on it. I think it's called after one of the songs of the new album. Oh, cool. Yes, <clears throat> cool. So you're going to use it to push the album. Yes, hopefully it'll work. Within the time frame that we have. It's crazy how it all... Everything has to just line up just right. Yeah. I'll tell you what the is called. It doesn't matter. I don't care. It's called No Half Measures. No Half Measures. So everything's all in. There you go. Just like ingested.
1: That's why it's 9%. (laughs) You guys are all in all the time. There you go. Yeah. You're about to have twins. Yes, I am. How are you feeling at this moment? Anticipating change
0: I, that's coming in your life I think I will need more diapers than my twins <laughs> 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 I am shitting my pants no it's fine though no I'm excited it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing surely of course staring at my own children something I've created J- Jason and I
1: spoke a bit about being touring fathers yep how are you gonna handle that are, have you told the band, I did this, yeah. as soon as I knew Jessica was pregnant, I said both times, I'm not available these months. They
0: know, I can't, because the are twins, we know more specifically when they're going to come. It'll be a bit earlier, too, almost. They're going to they're be early. We've yeah. got a certain window where they're going to be born, and they know, I can't do anything. Unfortunately, it's around the time of Hellfest. So we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Which you're booked on. Yes. (laughs) So are you going to go if it comes down to that? If you can book dates, there's like a week where you can book the the actual day where you can have your children. Um, if we if it gets to the point where it's everything's all good and we can pick the date, then yes, I will go to Hellfest and play that show. If not, then it's, it is what it is. Um, and then, what oh, would the band do? Though you're going to go with one guitar. We'll have to have a, backup. a we'll have to yeah. someone filling out, we can't yeah. do a three-piece. That's going to look ridiculous. You know what I mean. I agree. Two things being backtracks, <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I've said I can't really do anything in June. No, not June, July. July, I'll have July off because, I mean, if it was one child then I could come back to work early but there's no, no, two you, so it's, we don't really know how it's going to pan out and being, having had young children
1: it's, it's uh, that first few yeah. months is intense yeah and now there's two
0: so yeah, that's going to be pretty, it's going to be insane so yeah I'm hoping to get back back to work August but, you know we're not going to any solid plans for, for the summer so well you will is, when's this new album dropping? Uh, June, we think we're you. gonna be busy. We are gonna be busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be busy. <laughs> it's gonna be exciting June for me. <laughs> Three babies. <laughs> <laughs> Three babies. <laughs> well to be fair though, um my my partner has a five year old, so I've dealt with being away. Yeah. Being um, being a tour dad. Yeah. You know, I do have some experience of what's, it. What's what's so. the hardest thing? It's not being there, do you know, when they need you and stuff. And then when, obviously, she's, she's not mine by blood, but when she when you hear her say, I miss your daddy, you're like, oh, whoa, okay. Nah, that does suck, but, you know, it's, it's the one thing I'm good at, and it's the way I make my living, unfortunately. And whether or not that'll change when, I, when my, you know, my twins turn up. You know, I might go, oh, I can't leave these, I'm, I can't do the music thing, or it might make me more determined to do better and be, you know make them proud like have some sort of legacy to give them and they'll see you know what I did and stuff so all that's to be determined we'll see. I don't know. I always wonder if my kids will ever understand what we've done. <laughs> I don't or care. Do you know what? Or like, even care. In 15 years time I'll go look at this. There's all this this is what I've done. There's all the tour passes the tour posters the CDs and the go well, that's great dad well done I, 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 I think the same thing I feel yeah. like that's gonna happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's very important to us right now that's for sure <laughs> we'll see you in 15 years' time. that's what we'll see
0: Matthew yeah. see I'm trying to be nice for your podcast listeners no, I do like not. calling you Matthew though he calls me Matthew and I, do. I I've
1: taken a liking to it because <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: comfortable with you Matthew uh, oh when you tour with a brother you become family forever yeah people don't understand that some no. people understand that though yeah it's just easy yeah it's crazy we're all suffering <laughs> together <laughs> and people go why do you do it then it's not really a straight answer for that is it the addiction yeah something about it we do suffer Jesus we do suffer it's the addiction of, of, of the crowd yeah the,
1: the, the fact that we've taken a passion and made it a career yeah well we're trying <laughs>
0: Try every day. Hey, you're, there's no half measures, brother. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I wish I'd pick something other than death metal sometimes, but hey-ho. It's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, thank you so much.
1: Coming, drinking a beer with me. Vox and Hops, completing my ingested lineup. All Vox and Hobbs alumni. I owe you guys something. I, I mentioned when I interviewed the agonist. Okay. I was missing Paco. And I said when I interview Paco I'm going to have to give Because I give shirts to all my guests Yes. But when I do a whole band You guys deserve something more I don't know what it is If you guys have ideas at home Please let me know
0: (laughs) Cheers Sean, thank you so much Pleasure is all mine Thank you very much
1: Hey, thank you all so so much For listening right to the end You know that I love and appreciate that I love Sean Hines He's so funny So much fun just to be around. I can't wait to get out there on the road again alongside Ingested. I've had the pleasure of touring with them twice, and I can't wait to do it again. Much love and respect, Sean. Can't wait to cross paths again. As always, the best way to support the Vox & Hops podcast is via the Vox & Hops Big Cartel page. Everything that I receive there is always greatly appreciated. There would be no Vox & Hops podcast without all you Vox & Hops heads. This past week, I placed the order for the Vox & Hops Enjoy Life Metal & Craft Beer Zip-Up Hoodie I'm so stoked to receive these so that I can ship them out to all you Vox and Hops heads that picked one up. Much love and respect. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you have a great week after that. But always remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads.